Welcome to the Faith Renewed Podcast. I'm Pastor Terry Rogers, and I want to thank you for listening to this message. If you want to learn more about Faith Renewed, check us out online at faithrenewed.org. So good to see you at the 9 a.m. service this morning. I'm excited that you're here. And I just hope, again, you just make yourself at home today. If it's your first time, I just invite you to do this. Just enjoy what God's doing. Just sit back, relax, and just become, again, just let the Holy Spirit work in your life. But if it is your first time, we always want to say we're glad you're here. It could be you at home watching us for the very first time. And so if that's the case, if you're with us for the first time, maybe it's been a while, we just want to tell you we're glad you're here. So Faith or New Family, would you let our first-time guests know you love them? Would you do that? Come on. Yeah. Amen. Amen. If it's been a while, welcome back. Welcome home. Excited to have you. If you're joining us online, do this always, whether first time or you're just a part of our online family. Drop a comment. Let us know where you're at this morning, where you're worshiping from. Um, and uh, again, just excited that you're out there and you're with us this, this morning as well. Um, don't use a take, take time to kind of hit too much on the announcements because they've been already so, so, so done so well and shared so well. But don't forget, again, Fifth Wednesday is a great time. It's exciting, so you can click on the Church Center app right now and register for that. We do need you to register, so we'll know how many is going to be here to have prayer food for. And we're kind of easing back into the whole people bringing things again, uh, so bring a dessert. We're, we're doing food pieces and all those things, but bring a dessert. And our next fifth uh, Sunday will be uh, themed again, our first one in a long time. Everybody bringing different foods and size, so that's going to be fun. But again, don't, don't forget, register for that. Let us know. And uh, the Family Easter event. That's going to be a good time. Good Friday. I want to say that. Good Friday worship and communion service. Uh, don't miss that. Um, if you're free on that Friday, you need to, again, come hang out. I tell you, it's a special time um, when we do fa- uh, communion together as a family. That happened Wednesday night. God called us in just a spontaneous time of communion together. And I tell you, man, just the presence of God was here. So we invite you to be a part of that. And Easter is how many weeks away, Adam? Um, how many are we? We're getting close, bro. Hey, man, just some three weeks away, I think it is. So, yeah, something like that. So, uh, I love it, man. But I'm glad you're here. Turn around and tell your neighbors. I'm glad you're sitting near me today. Come on, tell them that. <coughs> yeah. Come on, tell them. I say, I'm glad you're sitting near me today. All right. Well, if you, again, if you're with us for the first time, this is something we do every week. We go to the Bible. So if you have your Bible, grab it and go with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 10. Amen. 2 Corinthians chapter 10. Third week going to this passage. And um, uh, man, I have been a- unable to get away from that. And so we're going to hang out there again today. I believe I feel like conclude uh, just a kind of many series within a series maybe, but just uh, dealing and looking at some very important things that we need. It's been a foundational verse for us, but as you turn there, don't forget version Bible app. You can click on more than events right there from that app and follow along as well. But if you have it, say, I have it. Let's read it. First three. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds. Come on, anybody got any mighty weapons, come powerful weapons this morning? Verse 5, casting down arguments 
and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ and being ready to punish all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. Let's pray. God, I thank you today for your presence in this place. God, I thank you for your Holy Spirit, God, who changes us. And I thank you that you're filling and baptizing, Lord, still today as you did in the, in, in, the, in the scriptures, God. And I just thank you for the power, hope, and life that that brings today. God, I just thank you for your word. May we hear it, apply it, and walk it out. And may it bring and build faith in our life. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. We're in a series called Why, and uh, the last, I guess, couple of weeks, we've been talking about why our thoughts matter. Come on, amen. Why our thoughts matter. How many knows our thoughts matter? All right, yeah, come on. Amen. It's like, I mean, it's like when I say that, I'm like, this is not just like a sermon. No, no, they matter. It's a big deal. What, our, what, we, what we let in our mind, what we let stay in our mind, it is a big deal. And so we've been learning. Week one, we learned that we are in a war, that there is a war right now that the enemy today is fighting against you to destroy and take you out. I mean, it's just a reality. Sometimes that the war, I guess, maybe intensifies. Come on, have you ever been in one of those intense wars? You know what I'm talking about, where like... You know, man, it's like, man, you're face-to-face with the enemy. You're just like right there. You recognize it. So we are in that war. But what I, I am thankful of is that this war that we're fighting, this war that we're in, man, we're not in there, man, and up against an enemy who is able to defeat us. You need to know that. Like, he's not able to defeat you. You're like, well, man, why is he kicking my tail? Amen. Why is this happening so much in my life? Why am I, why am I, why do I keep falling? Why do I keep failing? It could be because that second thing we learn is that we have been given powerful weapons. And so we know that we've been given powerful weapons. If you're not using those weapons, come on. Yeah, if you're not using those weapons, then you are probably being defeated. And so again, you don't have to lose, amen? And so it starts with this. We learned thoroughly that we bring every thought captive. We bring those thoughts and we cast those down. And last week we learned that we do this. We do it by filling our minds with the right things. Come on, amen, you just can't look at anything. Come on, you know what I'm talking about. You can't just watch anything and listen to anything and just put anything in your mind and think that won't affect you. You can't, you, I'm telling you, you have to be careful of this. So we guard the mind and heart. It may sound like it's old school preaching or some type of legalistic talk. I'm not talking, I'm talking about like serious, like war stuff that we're in. And you have to guard the mind. You have to protect the mind. You have to protect what you allow in. And then we did this last week. Secondly, we identified the main area. All right? This is where it begins. Identify the main area. Identify the main place where the enemy will come in and lie and tell you things to take you out. 
Now, I let you do this last week. I hope you did it. I let point three be what the Holy Spirit spoke to your heart. And I hope you have a point. I hope you have something written down that God gave you last week, that he spoke to your heart, a promise that you can stand on. So today we're going to do this. I believe we're going to kind of like bring it all together, just kind of end this mini-series within the series and, and kind of tie it all together. But last week I did this. I finished with sharing my story. I finished with sharing my thoughts about how, listen, actually the enemy will work against me. Now, I told you this, that man, he'll lie to you and tell you one lie. He may tell me another, but he lies. He's not just, I mean, he doesn't just lie. He's a liar. Y'all know all of us have lied. Some of y'all, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Y'all know, I heard, we, all of us have lied. Hey, nobody in this room hasn't lied, man. And if, and if, if you say you haven't lied, you lying right now. Hey, man, so uh, you need to come to the altar before I ever open it. All right, like just right now, just today, get up, come on. Because, man, we've all done it. But there's a difference in, 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 be, in being, than lying and being a liar. Whew. I mean, liars, it's just like liars can't tell the truth. It's like, man, every time I open our mouth, lie, falls out. And so, again, Satan is a liar. He's the father of lies. He's the producer of those things. So when he speaks to you, we know this, that he twisted the truth to try to get you, pull you in, or he will just straight up just lie to you. And so he lies in different ways. And I shared last week about how he lies to me. He did it again this morning. But you know what I did? I used the same powerful weapons that God's given me, and I still spoke against the enemy, and I'm still up here speaking, even though, again, he told me a lot of other things this morning. Amen. And so we, we have to do the same thing. So, so stop putting up with stuff, man. I'm serious. Stop putting up with it. Stop allowing it. Just stop. I mean, just stop it, man. Come on. Stop doing it. So use the weapons that God has given you. Use the name Jesus. Come on. If you're in a relationship with Jesus, you have a right to use that name. Come on now, you, now I'm telling you, this is where you got to be careful. You'll, you can read in Scripture where there were some trying to use that name but didn't have a relationship. Doesn't work. But if you have a relationship with Jesus, come on, man. Use that name. Declare in that name. Speak in that name. Walk in that name. There's power in that name. And so today as we kind of bring it all together, we learn this first of all today, that we have to renew our mind. This is what the scripture says. It teaches us that we have to renew our mind. Now, this is what's cool about, the, about salvation. Now, that when God saved you, you got a new spirit. Brand new. Not like he took your old one and kind of like, you know, uh, you know kind of just cleaned it up a little bit. And just kind of like me took your life and you, no, no. Brand new. Like, according to scripture, Old man, dead and gone, passed away, but a new life comes forth. That is incredible. And I'm telling men to think about what Christ did on the cross for us, the price that had been paid for me and you, and what that does for us. And this is what it does. It gives us a brand new spirit. That is like, I don't know if you realize how incredible that is to have a new spirit. But what he doesn't do is he doesn't give you a brand new mind. You're like, well, that ain't fair. 
Come on, come on. I mean, this feels like, man, that ain't fair. I mean, you know, it's just we have free will. We have, we have an opportunity to now to do certain things. But listen, we have to know this. He gave you a new spirit. He didn't give you a new mind. But he says that you can do this. You can renew the one you have. Now, that's just kind of like maybe like, man, it doesn't seem fair, but it's true. And so you're wondering why, and this is what this will do. There will be a lot of frustrations in your life when you get a new spirit, but don't renew your mind. You'll, there'll be a lot of defeats. There'll be a lot of moments where you're wondering why, man, I've been made new in Christ, but yet I'm still struggling in this area. He shows us and teaches us this. Now, do we have to do it? Because, listen, our spirit has been seated with Christ in heavenly places. Our mind ain't there yet. And that's like, man, it's just like, that's the truth. But, but think about it for a moment. The, I'm talking the moment of salvation. That's why it's so awesome. That's why while we do altar calls. That's why we say, man, come to Christ. Surrender your life to Jesus. Quit trying to do this thing by yourself because the moment you say yes to Jesus, seated with Christ in heavenly places, boom, I'm like, dude, that is amazing. But our minds aren't there yet. So what is he saying? He's saying that you need to get your mind where your spirit is. He's saying you need to now do this. You need to put now your mind where your spirit, and that's up to us. And so we do this. We renew the mind. He gives us a new spirit, but we renew the mind. And so we walk this out. And so we do it like this. The scripture says it this way. In Romans chapter 12, verse 1 and 2, it says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, well, you got to say, this is Paul, that man, saying, come on, I'm pleading with you. Like he's saying, this is how important this is. Like right now, if, and I, I'm, I'm, this is going to help us. If we're Christians and, and we have already again said yes to Jesus, our spirit's with him, I'm like begging you right now to renew your mind. Now listen, you can't do this. You can't renew the mind and that calls your spirit to be seated in heavenly places. Hmm. I want to let that set for a second because I've seen this. I've seen people in their mind try to do something without giving Christ their life. Yeah. I, and so, like, man, I, I'm going to re- I'm going to do this. I'm going to renew. I'm going to think this. I'm going to think that or whatever. But listen, there has to be the Spirit set up in, in, in heavenly places, and only Christ can do that. He's the only one. And so you'll see a lot of people. It kind of appeared and showed itself this way while we were growing up in the in the life that I was kind of taught and how I, do, I, I did things. Again, I'm just talking about me. Like if I could do better. Yeah, yeah. If I could think better, if I could work it out, then somehow, man, this is what's going to happen. If I can get it right in my mind, if I can do these things, if I can check off the list, then all of a sudden my spirit's getting raised up. Oh, and it's getting, it's getting seated. And the better my mind was, the better my spirit was. My spirit was already there, and I didn't know it yet. So now we have to do this. We have to get the mind in line with the spirit. And this happens on our end because Paul is like saying, this is how serious this is. And you got to know this about Paul. Paul wasn't like a begging kind of guy. Paul was a take you out. 
Y'all know, I'm serious. Man. Paul was like to take it out. Like, I mean, sick, like Caden, I'm telling you, you do know what wrestling? He was like, not like, I beg you to lay down. Like, I mean, just take you out. And he's, this guy's like, man, I'm, I'm serious, man. I'm pleading with you that you need to do this. By the mercies of God that you present your bodies as a living sacrifice. Spirit's there, not the mind and body. You present it. Man, this is good. So again, spirit's there, not the mind and body. You present that. You give that. Holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. Like, I kind of look at that, like my translation of that is this. Like, our reasonable service, like, it's the least we can do. That's like how, how, what I, how when I read that, that's how it kind of hits me. And so like if today, like this, the, the word is telling you, Spirit of God is speaking to you, present your body to the Lord, come, just give it all over to him, a living sacrifice. You're like, man, I just kind of think that maybe that's just too much to ask. If, if, if you think that's too much to ask, then you don't understand salvation. I'm serious, because this is like, if we read that and we're saying, man, what, does, does he, is he asking for too much? If we now give our body back to him, we surrender to him. I feel like that's just maybe too much to ask. If that's the case, you didn't realize how lost you were. I'm serious, uh, that we need to know that, how lost we are without Jesus. And so again, when we see that salvation comes to us through Christ, he brings that now to our spirit, and then now he says, give him these things. We're like, man, least I can do. I'm going to heaven for eternity. Least I can do. Amen? Least I can do. But now how does that look like? What do we do with this? He said it like this, verse 2, and do not be conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. See, this passage for me hits me because I'm like, God, show me your will. Prove how good you are. Lord, do this. And, and he shows us. Renew your mind. Present your body to me. Watch what I will do. And he says it like this. You'll prove. You, you decide. You prove it. You prove again the perfect and acceptable will of God. But when it starts this way, by, by not being conformed to the world's way of thinking. Now, this is hard because, man, the world's mindset is, is, is messed up. I'm telling you, man, it's whack. I heard that. That was good. I'm gonna use, it was whack, dog. It is whack. It is so messed up. And so, listen, he's saying this. Don't conform your, your mind, your thoughts, your life. Don't conform yourself to the way the world's doing it. It's like saying, don't, don't do this. And it's wild because, listen, you can hang out with somebody for a while, and you'll start talking like them. You know what, I'm, I'm serious, man. Like, parents, you've seen this with your kids. Like, it depends on, like, who they're hanging out with by who, again, how they're speaking. You know what I'm talking about. It can, it can be like us as adults. We do it. Like, man, we're hanging out with certain people, and, and somebody kind of talks a certain way, and then, like, you, you're home, and you're talking, and you kind of, like, start talking a certain way, and your, your spouse looks at you like, I can tell you, you've been hanging out with so You know, you know what I'm talking about. You, and we, this happens with our kids. Like, we'll see them. They'll start talking, and, and 
and it's just like, wow. He's saying this. Don't talk like the world. Don't, don't, don't do it the way the world does this. And so, because the world will tell you what success is. The world will tell you what failure is. The, the world will tell you what prosperity is. The world will show you things and say things to you, and he's saying, do this. Don't let the world teach you and show you and tell you what's right and wrong. Don't let that be the thing. And so he says, we do this. We, we do this. We're caught, pulled out of that mindset by doing it this way, by tr being transformed by the renewing of our mind. Now, the, the word in the Greek is a cool word for that word transform. It, it's, it's, uh, it's, I'm going to mess it up. Metamorpho, or ooh, ooh, one or something, but meta, metamorpho something, all right? Because this is one of those, I, I was trying to find this last night, exactly how they say this. But, uh, but, but I, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that. And this is what it means. It's where we get our word metamorphosis from. So it's saying this. That we have to now do this. We're transformed. We're metamorphosized. We're, we're one way before, and he turns us into something else. Now, I, I love what he does spiritually. He does the transforming spiritually. Not me and you. He brings the salvation, not me and you. But we get to enjoy the, the, the salvation experience by being transformed by the renewing of our mind. We get to experience the blessing that it brings, not just in heaven, but here on earth, when we start renewing our mind and we're transformed, we're metamorphosized. Like, man, an ugly caterpillar, man, but you went into a moment where you began to renew your mind and then you bust out of that thing and you have a whole new now life, a new mindset because you changed your thought life. You changed the way you thought. And it's like, man, it's, a, it's incredible what happens when we do this. You can have a spiritual mind. You can have a renewed mind in Christ. He says this. Now, we may have to do it like this. We may have to reboot. So I don't know if y'all know. Anybody like computer literate around here? Uh, three of us. Amen. Y'all didn't know I was one of my gifteds, man. I, I've tell you, now I'm a Mac guy now, God bless, and they're from the Lord. I believe that still. And, uh, but, man, when I was a PC guy, regularly, I'm saying regularly, this is, a, this is a true story. This is no joke. This is a true story. Regularly, Control-Alt-Delete. Some of y'all know what I'm talking about. Come on. Uh, it's just, I've... It's a trip. I've, I've been in, you know, working office setting, and um, one, of the, uh, one of the jobs I had, somebody was in the office, and they were in there. They were messing around. They were trying to get this thing. They couldn't get it. It was stuck, locked up. Everything was messed up. I just went by. You know what I did? I went by, unplugged it. <laughs> PC, bro. Well, how you roll, man, with this thing, though? You know, y'all know what I'm talking about. I wish Carl Willis was in here for the first service. Amen. I'm going to get him second. Amen. But the PC, you control alt delete Re reboot. Some of you need to spiritually reboot your mind. 
You need you you're gonna have to because listen, it's just like it's gotten cluttered. You get a lot. We we used to defrag. I don't think you defrag Max, do you, man? They just they defrag themselves, bro. I don't know how they do it. It's miraculous. It's it's what. You don't know what defrag me, man. Who knows what defrag me? Come on, I see somebody. Somebody y'all spend time on my son afterwards. Show him. Amen. Now, Mac is command option escape, all right? This is a different flow. But, but we had to defrag the computer. We, we had to, like, man, I, I got to explain this because I, I got to help some of y'all younger generation. When you defrag the computer, your computer's putting all these thoughts out there. It's putting all this stuff on the hard drive, and it gets all of it and brings it all together and backs it all up where you have some. So we need to defrag today. We need to reboot today because there's so much stuff in our minds, so much stuff in our head, and we need to reboot it. So this is how he says we do it, by renewing our mind, by setting our minds on him. Romans 8.1, an amazing passage says this, that there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. Now, this passage goes on in Jesus, and it, it talks about how God comes to earth through the person of Jesus. We see him come. The Father sends the Son. He comes down, and he fulfills the law. He fulfills every requirement. He does this work for us, but then he says something. Now, we do this. We walk out that fulfillment by now what we do with our minds. And I like, I mean, I, some people will avoid this teaching and stuff and, and pull away from that because they're like, man, thinking it's some type of like mind over spirit. No, no, listen, I mean, that's what I'm talking about. Listen, our, our spirit's way up here. We can't catch it, all right? But our mind has to be renewed because when you drop down to verse 6 in Romans 8 and read Romans 8, oh, that's an incredible teaching. It says this, though, for to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Oh, man. Our, to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. So this is what this is saying. Our thoughts don't just matter in eternity. They matter now. They, they matter today. Life and peace is connected to how you set your mind. Some of us, like, man, we're in such turmoil. We're such struggles and battles mentally. We're struggling in situations in our life. He says we can experience life and peace by renewing our mind, walking in a spiritual mindset. And Ephesians 4, man, incredible. It says this, a very important passage. It says that it's you put off concerning your former conduct. Verse 22, the old man which grows corrupt according to the deceitful lust. Now, see that. Listen, this is what happens. You put that off. You put that as a mindset. You put that off. The conduct, the mindset, you put those things off. And then drop to 24. Now, this is what it says. In verse 24, it says, and that you put on the new man which was created according to God in true righteousness and holiness. So this new person that God creates in the spirit world, we put that on in our mind and then we walk that out here on earth until we go see Jesus. Now, this is what's cool because now I want you to see this now. The connecting verse, verse 23. All right, so you see this. In verse 22, you see that old person. You see that old life. 
And then you're seeing in verse 24 this new person, this new man, the new life, the new, the new walk that you can have. This is the connector, verse 23. And be renewed in the spirit of your mind. That's, that's incredible. Man, I love this. And it's like, man, so you have to do it because this is just, again, I'm going to just tell you my struggles. Like, the enemy will put all kind of crazy stuff in your head. It's wild, man. And you're like, if, and if, you, like, if you take hold of all that, you'll think, man, you are crazy. I'm serious. That's what you'll do. If you believe all that, it'll make you like, and he'll do it like, and he, he won't leave you alone like if you're praying. He like you would think that the enemy would honor. Well, I'm a, okay, he's praying. I'm going to leave him alone for a little bit. You would think, like, all right, I'm going I'm to give him a second. He's talking to God. I know what God can do. He kicked me out of heaven once. You know, he, uh, he's, yeah, I'm, I'm going to let him talk. I'm going to let him talk to, talk to him for a minute. Nah, dog. Like that, when you're praying, that's when you get some of the craziest stuff. It's like, I, some of y'all, y'all are all spiritual right now. Y'all are looking at me like, oh, Pastor, I don't do that. I mean, I wish right now we could throw your thoughts on the screen right now. Everybody can look at it. With your picture under it, your picture under it, one of those little bubbles out to the side like you see in a cartoon, and then what you really think at certain times. Come on, some of y'all, no, nah, no. Nah. Hey, Amen. don't do me like that, Pastor. We're not. He's not. He, that's not going to happen. But you know what I'm talking about. And it, for me, it's just like, because, you know, I've told you I have SOE, man, where I have a spirit of excellence and things have to be in order. And there's been times, man, where, like, I'm praying, and I'm like, I'm, like, praying, going after God, just spending some time walking around and just talking to the Lord or whatever, man. And then I'll see, like, man, that, cra- that chair's crooked. <laughs> I'm... I'm Well, you know, you're walking around talking to the Lord, praying, man, there's a piece of lint. I need to pick that up because I don't belong there. Amen. It's like that sounds crazy, but that's just like because, again, there's a, there's a disconnect. What's the connection? Renew our mind. Pull it back in. Bring that again. So, again, some of y'all is worse than mine. So, uh, so yeah, it's all good. But, listen, the, the enemy won't leave you alone. So we do this. Our spirit seated with Christ in heavenly places. He, it's, it's the old man being gone, what we're experiencing, walking in, walking in the newness of now what Christ has given us in the spirit, and it happens with our mindset on him. Now, we renew it. I'm going to give you two things quickly of what I believe two of the best ways. This is what I believe believe two of the best ways to do this and be and do this like in your everyday life because listen this is going to mean nothing to us if I tell you to do it and don't we don't talk about like this is how we do it all right so this is how this works I believe what the best thing we could do first of all that one of the things that we can do is this is we can focus on others get very practical for a second so number two like today in your notes if you're following along we focus on others and so like, this is just so, like, goes against everything the enemy's trying to teach us. This goes against everything the world's trying to tell us. That right now, like, man, you, you can't, like, some of us, we, we become, like, so self-absorbed. We become so focused, inner. We become so centered on ourselves. Now, listen, like, man, this is heavy, and none of us want to hear it. But one of the best ways that you can renew your mind and get free from some of the struggles in your life is focus on somebody else. 
It's, it's amazing. Like when you see this, like when we, we, we push this, we talk about this so much. And some of you are like, man, why does, are they just like, man, are they that struggling that bad? Listen, we talk about like serving on a dream team. We talk about that often because, listen, we want every person serving somewhere. And why do we push that? We push that because when you're serving on a dream team, you're serving the Lord, but you're not just serving him, you're serving others. And so there is something about when we begin to serve others, what that will do. Now, Philippians chapter 2, verse 4 says this, Let each of you look out not only for his own interests, but also for the interests of others. So this is what happens. When we start serving someone else, watch what God does for you. I'm t- I've seen this. When you begin to do this, you focus. Now, I'm not, I'm not talking about just on Sunday. The dream teams are awesome. Sunday and Wednesday, we need you. But there's other days of the week where you should be doing this. You should be looking like, what's an area? What's a way today? It may come through a simple text, a simple uh, just reaching out, a call, whatever that means. But you do this. You look for reasons. You look for ways. And when you focus on the needs of others, when you, when you got kind of like set yourself, because this, I'm telling you, this is, this is what God will do. When you kind of like, man, take your focus off of where you're at. And it's like, man, like me, it's me, I, I mean, some of, our, some of people's greatest trinity, man, their greatest trinity is me, myself, and I. Come on, that's the greatest trinity in their life, and that's messed up. But, but again, that's the world mindset. So he's saying, don't conform to that thinking. Think now the way God would have you think. And one of the best ways you can do it is like, man, I'm going to serve somebody else. It's wild. Do it. Watch what God will do. So again, focus on others. Focus on him. Focus on what somebody else needs. Serve them and watch what God will do for you. Thirdly and finally, this is the second way. What I believe, again, we have to do it this way. We do this. We focus on things above. Now, this is a cool, man, cool thought process, and it can go so many different ways. And this is an area where you can kind of sit down this week, pray, think on this, take it even deeper than what we have the time to take it today. But Colossians chapter 3, verses 1 and 2 says it like this. If then you were raised with Christ. All right, now remember, we've set the stage. We've shown you spiritually what this looks like. Like we've been raised with Christ. Like that's what happened come to Jesus, raised to Christ. If you don't know Christ today, uh, we're going to give you an opportunity to get to meet Jesus. We do it all the time. And, man, we see God do it, man. It is beautiful when God Christ does this. He seats you now in heavenly places. He, 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 you're raised now with Christ. Now he says to do it like this. Seek those things which are above. Man, like, start looking, man, like, I want to I I set my mind there. I want to set my mind on things above where Christ is, sitting at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth. Now, listen, we have to live on this earth. This is just the reality. We have to live here, do life here, whatever. But when we focus here, when that becomes where we keep our gaze, when that becomes where we fix our eyes, we miss it fully and completely because when we do this, we miss out on what God has. 
We miss out on where God has put us. Now, let's kind of break this down because I want to give you a few ways that we can do this. Practically speaking, how many of you can do this right now? First of all, we do it like this. We focus on the eternal, not the temporary. Amen? We focus on the eternal, not the temporary. It's so easy like, to be in situations like, man, I've shared with you where I'm, what we're going through with my dad. And, um, you know, and honestly, it's just, um, it's, been a, it's been tough. It's gotten worse, not better. I mean, I, you know, like it is tough. Like when you see somebody you love suffering and struggling, it's like, and God, I'm praying. I'm asking you to show up. And like, it's gotten worse, not better. This is what I've done. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I've set my mind on things above. I've focused on the eternal. You know, in eternity, my dad is healed and whole. Mm. And when he goes to eternity, he's going to be healed and whole. Now, I'm telling you, I'm one of those, man, like, when I say this, this is not, this is, I'm serious when I say this. It would not surprise me if the, if the nursing home called us and said, man, we don't know what's happened to your dad. Totally clear-minded. Totally. Guys walking around, laying hands on people, praying for people. I mean, and, and others are getting healed too, bro. Look, I mean, I tell you, not surprise me. But what do I do? Listen. Focus on the eternal. Because that may not happen. Is that lack of faith? No. I got full faith because my God's a healer. That's what he is. It's who he is, one of his names. That's what he does. So he's going to be healed. But how do I do this? I fix my eyes on eternity of where he will be. We need to fix our eyes on eternity of where we'll be. Because me and you, each of us, will spend that somewhere. Not a one of us will escape this. We will all spend that somewhere. We need to do it like this also. We fix our eyes on Jesus. Take our eyes off the temporary. Set our eyes on the eternal. And it just changes your mindset, your perspective. And God can, it puts you in a position for God to move in your life. I'm going to ask you if you would stand, please. And once you stand, I'm going to ask you to do something. Now, I, last week we asked you to identify the main area. We asked you to think about the main area of where, where the enemy messes with you, where he hits you today. And so now we're talking about how to walk that out, how to get past that by focusing on others, focusing on heaven, focusing on Jesus, looking to him. And this is what I believe God's going to do this morning. I believe, he, I believe again, our, our mind's going to be renewed not by some miraculous thing from heaven. It's already been done. This is a completely different way of doing like altar calls, you know, because you typically like, man, come on there. God's going to do this. This is not pressure we're putting on ourselves either. It's walking in the weapons and, and, and operating the things that God's given us. But right now, me and you need to do this. If he has seated you in Christ with heavenly places, that's where your mind should be. And if right now your mind is anywhere else other than that, we're disobedient. Yeah. 
We're missing it. And he says to do it because what a mindset here will cause and do, what it will do. So this is what I want. Today, listen, if you want to set your mind on Christ, if you want to renew your mind, if you want to walk in the experience, you want to walk in the freedom that God has for you, you want to experience all those things that salvation has for you. Because, again, it's one thing for our spirit to be seated there. I want to experience a walk in it now. How does it happen? We renew our minds. We set our minds on Christ. So this is a different flow today, but this is what I want you to do. If you want to set your mind on Christ right now, if you want to focus on him and get your eyes off of things around you, you want him to bring the newness and the healing that it will bring for you in your life here on this earth, the life and peace that it brings here. Not just the eternal life in heaven, but the life and peace that it will bring here. I just want you right now, heads bowed, eyes closed, lift up both hands to heaven, both hands to heaven as high as you can get. I'm going to say, God, I set my mind on you. Yeah, I renew my mind right now, Lord. I think on things above, not on things on the earth. Yeah, I settled on you, Jesus. I focus on the eternal, not the temporal, Lord. Yeah, I set my mind on you, Jesus. Just as you're worshiping right now, and as you're praying, and as you're talking to the Lord, listen, the enemy may try to put a thought in your head. It's all right, he's not going to leave you alone right now just because you're doing this. Listen, when he does that, bring that thought captive, set it aside. Just let, you stay your, let your mind be stayed on Christ. Let your mind be set on him. Let your eyes be fixed on Jesus. Come on, I'm just going to declare that over each of you right now, that our eyes are fixed on you. Thank you, Lord. Now, spiritually, listen, if you're, if you're today, you're not seated with Christ in heavenly places. Listen, just you getting a new mind is not going to help you. It's only what Christ did for you on the cross. This is the gospel message of what Jesus did for you that will bring salvation to you right now. So you receive that as a gift. You, you today receive what Christ has done for you. If you need salvation today, you need to be seated with Christ in heavenly places in your spirit. Listen, right now, let the spirit of God begin to be poured over your life. Let the grace of God be poured into you. Listen, today, you do this. Just say, God, I believe in you. I confess you as Lord. I, I trust in you, Jesus. Let the Spirit of God be poured into your life. But if we're Christians today, listen, we have to renew the mind. So we want to do it like this. As the worship team ministers in song, and one of the things, again, I've said it because we've seen God, we've seen God do it so many times. We believe in the power of prayer. We believe now in calling on Him. We believe in bringing our needs to Him. We cast our cares on Him. Now, some of us this morning, you need to do that. You have a lot of cares in your life. You have a lot of things you're battling. And again, I want you to do this. I want you, if that's you, I want you to come and just cast those things on the Lord right now. Give those things to him. We open our altar every week and God moves. Thank you again for listening to this message. We hope it's been a source of encouragement for you today. If you need prayer or a lot to support this ministry through giving, stop by faithrenewed.org.